everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome back to Still Moments with Jesus. We trust that you're weak, your weekend, and just <clears throat> your last day of August is just going as beautifully and as wonderfully as possible. And uh, we have a beautiful and wonderful surprise for you all. Um, we are working on a Christian apologetics series. Now, I'll largely be the one in charge of uh, doing this as my wife and I thought that it would be really good if I did because I've taught it in the past at, um, at college, the college level um, and I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to just break it down and make it simple for anyone who's just coming in to just get a good feel for what is Christian apologetics, what is it about, is it a ministry, is it not, is it just something that uh, is about just arguing about things and just talking about creationism versus uh, evolution is it is it just merely a, a mind uh, a task of the mind and what we'll find out today is that it just no it is not a lot of it has to do with this chapter in the bible in the new testament from first peter that'll be first peter from chapter three specifically from chap from verses 12 through to 18 that is your pericope but if you read uh, from chapter 3 verse 7 downward all the way until the end of the chapter that is your main focus and a lot of where apologetics comes from has to do within the context of suffering for doing good suffering for suffering as we serve the lord it's not it's not just merely an intellectual exercise that one is doing right and uh, I just like to highlight, other than First uh, Peter three, from First uh, Peter three fifteen being the the very exact verse from which you get the word the word from which you get the apologetics from, and the same as the same word from which you get the word apology, from as in an apology, like hey, why did you do something? Oh, you know, uh, I broke this vase. It, you know, it was why did you break it? Someone will ask. You know, I did it by accident, uh, and that's giving an answer, right? So. Uh, and that's for something wrong, right? Typically, but the twist of First Peter three fifteen, when it says give a defense, give an answer, give an apologia, that's the Greek word, uh, means to give out a reason statement, like give out a logical defense, uh, give out give an answer for why it is you are doing what you do. Why where's where is it that you believe what you believe? And for Peter, Peter sees the reason for the apology, the apologia, or the defense as coming from one's hope right the hope of their faith like why is that the main why is it that you're not taking the easy way out uh one person i'd like to highlight from christian history who would be a very good example of christian apologetics and summarizing one statement it did not have to be like a whole scholarly field of work would be uh polycarp polycarp was a famed uh church figure from early from uh, I think if I'm not wrong, first century or early second century Chris, um, uh, Christianity, and this has to do a lot with how the church, you know, had continued to evolve and how it continued to exist within the context of a Roman occupation in the Middle East uh, or ancient or in the Near East, for that matter. Um, and this context was fascinating, right? Because on one hand, Caesar is still held as God and son of God, while at the same time, the news about 
Caesar is known as Evangelion, the very same word we use or translate into English as gospel. So the good news of Caesar was the good news of Caesar's reign as God incarnate, overseeing the provinces of Rome, right? And then here comes a Christian, here comes a religious faith that says, no, Caesar is not God, Jesus is. And uh, if you want to get a good sense of how people felt about Jesus, uh, the common person who did not believe in Jesus, uh, please Google Alexa Menas uh, worships his God. Basically, it's something that's just going to be very foul by even today's standards. Someone will get cancelled for putting that up. And uh, yes, I really do mean it. Because the image, if I was to describe it, is just a cross. It's a graffiti. It's what was considered graffiti back in the day. It was a cross. Man hanging from it. So think crucifix the same way I have my crucifix here. Right? I'm sorry for those of you listening from my podcast, from our podcast. You can't see it, but just envision a cross, right? But with a Jesus image on it, right? And instead of a human head at the top, it was a donkey's head. Now, tell me that wouldn't infuriate many people today if that was the case, right? Um, because the closest thing I've seen to something like that is a Jesus done by a Russian artist who had um, <clears throat> a cross, it was a painting. A mural done uh, this is years back and it was basically an ast an astronaut with his arms wide open it was actually an image used in <clears throat> in the the famed series gods of american gods so that is something to keep in mind right so the idea of associating something that's a mix of two things with religious iconography right so for this person back in the day, with this graffiti, saw Jesus as nothing useful. Because you think about it within the context, this news that was spreading about Jesus, <clears throat> it was not that Jesus was great. This is a news that is coming from the church that Jesus was great, right? From those that early, those that, that you know, first believed. But for the regular human being, for the average person who did not believe and was anti the movement, because that's how Christianity started, as a movement, within Judaism, the fact that they adored and held to high esteem a person who was publicly executed as a criminal and shamed before everyone was not grounds for them to, for, for them to take Jesus seriously as a god or as God, right? So that in and of itself existing in that context was contentious. And that's something to just keep in mind, even as you're trying to figure, even as you're trying to wrap your head around what apologetics is all about. And right off the bat, you understand, you'll understand as you read Peter, First uh, Peter three, that it's not a First Peter three from verses seven onwards. It's not about how well someone knows the text. It's not about how well someone understands, you know, the task of defending the faith and fighting everyone out there and yelling at someone over social issues. No, you were the minority <laughs> as someone who followed Jesus back in the day. You were the minority. You were someone who was often viewed with a lot of cynicism, skepticism, and ridicule. You were not someone who existed with a lot of joy and delight and, and excitement. Because half the time, people who associated with your belief system got killed and so what Peter is saying 
in this uh, fascinating text is be ready having one in your hearts making sure you're in your hearts Christ is set aside as Lord that in your hearts you adore him he's first priority right the second thing I'm reading I'm taking this from verse 15 of first Peter 3 and the next thing is be prepared so he says stay in a constant state of preparedness to answer whenever anyone asks you for the hope that you believe in right and then do it not with rudeness not with any type of cockiness not time not with any type of of aggressiveness and and, and, and vitriol but do it with a lot of gentleness and respect having a good conscience right so in your head and in your heart know that thing make sure that things are right between you and god on your for yourself first right so that when you are slandered so when others speak ill of you right those who revile your good behavior in christ may be put to shame and then 17 for it is better to suffer for doing good if that be god's will than for doing evil and then peter ends this particular thought process with verse 18 saying for christ himself the one you're supposed to sanctify in your heart right jesus himself he suffered once for sins the righteous and the unrighteous right so both it's not it's not a it's not a special clique of people it's for everyone including the one who's, who's ridiculing, ridiculing you that jesus may bring us to god being put to death in the flesh right dying physically right the very same thing they shame dying physically but was made alive in the spirit right and then the verse continues from there but that's a whole other chapter a whole other um there's a lot of lot more other content over there to cover that's very deep and very <laughs> too much to cover within like a 10 12 minute video uh or audio for those of you listening uh but it is important to keep this in mind <clears throat> for Polycarp, as I round this up, for Polycarp, Polycarp knew the situation of his day. Polycarp is celebrated by the church for a reason to this very day. If you've never heard of him, don't worry. You can always Google his story, his story uh, online. So Polycarp uh, would be P-O-L-Y-C-A-R-P. It's very funny because um, his name means fruitful. So poly, as in many, numerous. Carp, as in carpos, fruit, fruitful, abundantly fruitful. So in that way, he kind of lives up to his name. Um, so Polycarp is asked, not asked, but it's demanded of him if he wanted to keep his life, to offer a little incense to Caesar. Remember what he said about Caesar before? To offer a little incense to a statue of his as a god just giving or owing him you know giving him tribute and that small act was supposed to you know help polycarp you know save his life and just you know be able to continue life as usual right no biggie right just offering incense and that's it but polycarp decides to provide an apologia right uh, do a first peter three fifteen thing polycarp comes in and says look for 70 or so odd years, I have trusted in Jesus. I have followed him. I have loved him. But he's also been equally as faithful 
and good to me. And he has done me no wrong. So keep in mind, I'm just paraphrasing this. He has done me no wrong. So why should I, at the minute when it counts, when it's about me and taking care of myself and looking out for my own needs, why should I betray and turn back, turn my back on him who has done me no wrong? That statement alone <laughs> sent everyone into frenzy. <laughs> and that was the reason why he ended up getting martyred. There's a lot of there's a lot behind the story as well, behind you know what happened to encourage him and motivate him, what voice was heard from heaven by the church at the time as they, you know, uh, were watching this happen from the sidelines. <clears throat> and being such a notable figure, right? Church figure. He did not see the need for self-preservation, right? He saw the need to stand before the powers of his day, before the authorities of his day, before those that already ridiculed him and said, you might choose this. You might say it may be a simple thing to decide this, but I know my faith and I know this one that I've trusted in. And as someone who already has kept Christ as sanctified in his heart, or sanctified as Lord in his heart, set apart as Lord in his heart and in his life, I am not going to do this. And that had him killed. Something to keep in mind is that it's not an easy task to be Christian in the first place. It is not an easy task to pursue Jesus in the first place. But what has always been a testimony of everyone who has followed Jesus has been he is loyal, he can be trusted, he is faithful, and he is with you. And no matter what happens to you, and no matter what someone else does to you, whatever they say, whatever they do, whatever they think, he will always be good to you. That is something I hope you take away from this, future apologists. This is a task that is not for the elite, for those who studied heavily. It's for those that trust heavily, whose faith depends on Jesus heavily. So I hope as you take your time listening to this series this week that you will not only be blessed but that you will also share this video, audio, this podcast, whichever way you choose to do it and, and just ruminate over what we're just sharing. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you and remember to keep it still moments with Jesus. I've been your host, Brian Samuel Opati. Blessings and peace. Bye.